Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joining us for Emotionally Empowered Radio. Talk about it Tuesday. So, um, tonight is just me and Dewana. We're here together, so I don't feel the need to introduce her. Hello, everybody. Sitting right here next to me. Mm, yeah. Um, I want you guys to like and share the page here tonight. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see that we have people here watching with us on the new page. Me too. We have to hunt them down. Right. We didn't have to hunt anybody down, which we thought we were going to have to do. We have producer Tamisha here with us. Well, not here with us, but she's here with us in spirit. Hey, girl. Hey everybody! Hey, <laughs> What are you doing? I was cooking. I'm cooking. Oh, you're <laughs> cooking. Okay. All right. We'll get back to it. So tonight, um, our topic is part two in our forgiveness series, and we're talking about humility and restoration. Last week, we talked about learning to forgive after betrayal, and Next week, we're going to be bringing it all together and talking about closure. And so, um, I know, you know, me and Dee have had a lot of things that we were discussing just in a little bit of time that we've been here about um, restoration and, you know, doing a little bit of research and stuff. So, what'd you come up with, Dee? So, we have um, definitely talked about it. A lot of the things that um, I came up with kind of goes with what I spoke about last week dealing with my um, the forgiveness in the relationship in my marriage. Okay. In the marriage. So a lot of the things. Oh, okay. See you later. Okay. A lot of the things that I talked about. Sorry. A lot of the things that I talked about um, last week about um, my marriage and the infidelity in my marriage and the betrayal that was caused by my husband and I, um, we both caused betrayal in, in the marriage. Um, those are some things that I would probably pick back up and talk about because the humility in the restoration of building our marriage back up, um, you definitely got to have um, some a humble spirit, um, some humility uh, if you're trying to build up or build back up a relationship, you know, and that's with any relationship, that's with your marriage, that's with a friendship, that's with a business relationship, um, your relationship with God, any type of relationship that you are going to try to rebuild, restore, renew, there has to be some type of humility in in that. So uh, we have a definition for humility, don't we? So humility, in other words, just means to be humble. Um, and that's just what I gathered for, you know, from the definition that I got. Um, and I also wanted to be clear on what exactly restoration meant. And so restoration uh, is defined as the action of returning something to a former owner, place, or 
um, condition. And so I started to think about what has to happen in order for somebody to have to be restored. And so I wanted to know what the opposite of restoration was. And some of the words that I was getting was um, destruction, degradation, and demolition. And that kind of resonated with me because those are some of the things that I know have, um, that I have experienced um, recently in my life, and I mean, in order for things to be restored, in order for things to be built back up, sometimes destruction has to occur, and sometimes things have to be knocked down or, you know, broken down to um, another level. So that was powerful to me. You said that was powerful to you. So I also added to the list of destruction, um, I also added brokenness. Mm. Um, because in your brokenness, you have to be restored. And so in my brokenness, um, during my brokenness time, and honestly, to be transparent, I'm still in a brokenness stage, but God is definitely slowly um, putting me back together. Right. Um, there, because of the different things that happened in the marriage that I did discuss last week, um, the infidelity, the betrayal on both parts. Um, brokenness was a part of my, it was just a part of my life, you know. It's, it's been it's been with me, but God is definitely healing me. So that's one of the things that I listed down is brokenness and how can you be restored and what do you have to do to be restored and, you know, to, to come from that, that brokenness place. And some of the things that I came up with, so for me, my relationship with God had to grow um, in order for my brokenness, in order for me to have the humility and the restoration with my husband. Because as as I told you guys, um, I took it real hard, and it caused chaos in my marriage. And when it caused the chaos in my marriage, um, there was a lot of different things that occurred in our marriage that I brought to the table, you know, because I'm going to speak about my own actions. Um, not trusting my husband, checking his phone, wanting to know all his whereabouts. So when I decided to spiritually grow um, with God, that's when I decided that I needed to have some type of humility and restoration with my husband. So with that, with that happening, I had to go into my Bible. I had to read scripture. I had to read scripture on humble, on being humble, being hum, um, and humility. I had to read scripture on uh, restoration. So there were a lot of things, and I'll give you guys those scriptures at the end if anybody needs those scriptures because we, of course, we are. This this platform is to help heal people, help bring everybody, you know, help restore people, you know, and always before we start the show, we always want to make sure us, we do this personally, we want to just surrender the show, surrender our minds, surrender our thoughts to God so that it can just be all of him that's restoring people on the show because you do have to have humility and restoration. Absolutely. And you know what's crazy, and I was thinking about when you were saying, like, you were, um, you were, you know, checking his phone and all of that stuff. I was doing the most. <laughs> so what type of relief did you get? It's almost like, yes, I do, I have to humble myself and just, you know, shut this whole situation down. 
because I absolutely cannot be this person. And I think it's a very humbling experience when you let go of all of the hurt and all of the brokenness and you just let things be how they're going to be. So it was, it was, it drove me crazy, y'all, to do those things that I was doing to um, check it. Some, it was almost like a full-time job because, for me, it was like, well, I'm going to do it this way, I'm going to do it this way, because I know he's doing something else, and I'm going to catch him doing right. something else. You know, and that wasn't that wasn't always the case, you know, and I would, like I said, I would blow it up so big to where it destroyed so many things, so many, so many good times it destroyed. Um, <laughs> and I'm not saying that he's not held responsible or, or accountable for his actions, but I'm saying the part that I played in that. So again, I had to, um, I had to, I had to spiritually grow, and I had to get on my knees and get on my face with God and repent to God because I had to repent for the things that I caused in my marriage. So, um, for me, for the humility and rest, for the humility for me was humbling myself to God and giving myself to God and trusting in God that He was going to restore my marriage. He was going to bring my marriage to a place that we needed it to be in, you know. And so I had to stop looking at my husband and pointing the finger at my husband and what he did and think about what I did, you know. There's times there's times where I really was in a be quiet season. Mm-hmm. And in my be quiet season, you know, God would, would deal with me on that level and he would you you got it's time for you to be quiet because I have to handle the situation this way. Right. And you know how many times I failed? <laughs> so many times because I just didn't want to be quiet. But that's where that's where you knew that <laughs> that is where <laughs> this is where the the humility comes in at. Because you have to me, this is what I have to do and any believer out there, you have to really give yourself over to God. You have to learn to forgive. In order to forgive, you have to be willing to uh, put put this all in God's hand and, and say and be humble and be humble <laughs> and say, okay, God, I give it to you. All right, everything to you. So for me, that's what I had to do. Because I'm totally. This is is uh, this is crazy because I'm in a place right now in which these are some of the things that I'm experiencing. And so as I was looking at these words, destruction, degradation, and demolition, I'm like, well, how does that occur? How can you be in a seemingly great situation, everything is good, all is going well, and then all of a sudden things are not so good? So I really had to really search myself and think about what allowed these things to happen, what allowed destruction to happen, what allowed demolition to happen. And as I looked back over my life, um, me and my husband were actually talking, and we were talking about how 2018 was such a terrible, terrible year for us. So before I get into this story, I want to give you guys a number to call in. It is 646-668-2863. Again, the number is 646-668-2863. And me and Delana are not going to keep you all long tonight, we promise. We promise, especially because it's supposed to be an ice storm out there tonight. So y'all make sure y'all drive safe Be safe. My kid's school is closed. 
schools are ready tomorrow. I'm hoping that my school is closed tomorrow. I'm going to have to work. Well, I hope I don't have to work. But So 2018 for me um, was crazy. It didn't start off good, and there have been some things that have been leading up to this year not being so good, and I kind of ignored them. Um, so there was a couple of things that happened that um, caused my husband to feel the need to be away from home a lot more, and I was giving him his space because, to be honest, he needed it. Um, so the year started off with, on New Year's Day, um, there was a situation that occurred that, was very scary for for us and for our family. He was actually robbed at gunpoint, and he had a lot of things taken from him um, on that night. And so it just seemed like the whole entire year was off to a bad start from that. So some of the things that um, it was almost like a trickle-down effect. It was almost like every single thing, and I've been with my husband for eight years, it was almost like every single thing that, had been simmering in our relationship. Everything had just came to the surface almost. It was like all of a sudden we had all these problems, whether it be um, in our marriage, whether it be in our finances, our kids was acting out. We had several deaths, and it was just like everything around me was crumbling. You know, and I just found myself to not be in the best place as a wife, um, as a woman, as a mother. I just felt like I was failing my family, and I was failing at just about everything I did. It was crazy. Um, it, almost like my entire life, my entire being was under attack. Mm -hmm. And it was. It totally was. Um and so how does this stuff occur? And to me, I felt like the reasons why, um, I noticed some things that I had stopped doing. I had um, became ill. I used to have a really, really, um, I had a decent prayer life, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, and, and so I kept my family covered. And I just feel like once I stopped doing those things, I was allowing other things to come in, you know, the destruction. And so now I feel like once I have been trying to get everything under control and trying to pray and trying to get my relationship back on track with my husband, trying to get my relationship back on track with my kids, trying to get all of the um, the havoc <laughs> out of my household and everything that was going on, I feel like now I can safely say I'm in a period of restoration. God be the glory, girl. And I have to be so humble because it's not easy at all. There's so many things that I deal with on a daily basis, just trying to get my life back where it should be. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, I know it's coming, but I feel like I still feel like I'm so far from where I need to be, you know. But I also know that I just have to stand on God's word, and that's where I have to find myself a lot of times being humble and just waiting, girl. Waiting, and it's a waiting. It's just patience. 
Patience is the biggest thing because I'm impatient, I think. And I, people tell me that all the time. You are so impatient. Hey, Ms. Moore. So, so let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. And let me ask our audience this question. Um, what are the area? What are the challenges of being restored? Because you, so you kind of sort of answered some of that. But so let's ask our our listeners. What are some of the challenges of being restored? Um, Definitely, for me, my biggest one was patience. I can't even say faith because I have faith, mm -hmm. and I know that it's coming. It's just waiting. So I have a few challenges, <laughs> but I'll give two. One is definitely was it was patience. It's not anymore. It was patience, and it was trust. Trust was the biggest one for me. Like that was a challenge for me because it was. If anybody out there um, has been challenged with putting all their trust in God, um, then you know where I'm coming from with this because. It was one of those things for me that it was, um, I wanted it healed right away. If I was going to stay married, I wanted everything to mend back together immediately, okay? But I also wanted my husband to be humble as well. And so I wanted to rush the process of him being humble, of him being uh, sorry, you know, of him saying, okay, no, we're going to get back right, we're going to make it like this, we're going to make it like that. I tried to rush, rush the process because I didn't have the trust that I needed in God. How did that work out for you? <laughs> How did it work out for me? How did that work out for you? Um, the place that we are in now, I'm still, we're still being restored now. And so from, I think what it did is it, prolonged the process, and it pushed us away from each other. So now we're trying to find our way back to each other. Um, but it did. It yeah. definitely pushed us away from each other. It put a wedge in between us because my process, mine, so I'm not talking about my husband's, but my process was to trust God. So when I didn't put my full trust in God to allow God to restore my marriage, humility went out the window. Right. Because I didn't put my trust in God. So it didn't work out too well, you know, and I'm still, as I shared at the beginning, I'm still in a place of brokenness coming from that. But, you know, it's 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 so amazing that we do have, Shanita said patience and forgiveness. You know what, Shanita? I might have to throw forgiveness in mine as well because <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yep. I'm gonna have to throw forgiveness in mine as well. But another comment we had was the letting go of the old to get to the new. Yes, that's deep. Yep, that's deep because a lot of times we don't even have the patience. We don't even. A lot of times we can't see what we're supposed to be doing. And so sometimes we hold on to stuff that we're not supposed to be holding on to in order to get to something different, whether it be relationships, whether it be a person, you know, whether it be a job. 
whether whatever it is, sometimes we are supposed to have let something go a long time ago. Say hey, Cherry. And and we don't. And that prolongs the process. I think the overall outcome is just prolonging the process. It do. It prolongs the healing process. It prolongs the trust process. Um, it prolongs the faithfulness process. It just prolongs the process. So, like I said, humil once that happens, humility goes out the window. And there is no restoration if the, if the humility goes out the window. And... I was talking to somebody, and somebody told me, well, it takes two to restore. It takes two to be um, humble in a, in, a, in, a, in a relationship. So do you agree with that? I do not. I don't, <laughs> I don't either. I don't agree at all. I don't either. Because for me, I'm basing that off, I don't agree with that because if God says, let me deal with you, daughter, Okay, I'm just going to deal with you. Don't worry about James right now, okay? Don't worry about your husband. I'm going to deal with you. So in, in him dealing with me, he's dealing with my heart. He's dealing with the, the, my heart. Right. So once he starts to, to restore and renew and mend my heart back together, then our relationship will begin to be restored. Right. Because then he'll do what he's going to do with my husband. That has nothing to do with me. So do I feel like... It takes two people? No. Do I feel like it takes two people to um, have a healthy, growing relationship? Absolutely. Yes. I think sometimes it does take for us. I mean, so, and I only can speak about the situation with me and my husband. I know for, with me and him, it's a constant battle of us, sitting down and trying to come to terms with some of the things that have changed in our lives, some of the emotions that are there, some of the things that we're still dealing with, some of the hurt that we both have experienced in our relationship. And so I think sometimes it does take two, but I think sometimes I'm more humble and maybe he may not be. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes he's more humble and maybe I'm not, you know, or, you know, I'm not willing. But I definitely feel like we're definitely experiencing those things at different times, you know. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be we both, because I know I'm not humble all the time. Lord, he's, he's working on it. <laughs> I just know I I'm not. You know, I am, and it's something that I'm learning to do. It just... Well, I'm lying because well, I don't know. I think sometimes it's really, really hard, especially in my in my relationship, because I'm so used to being a certain type of way and having my way and wanting to be mad. And I talked about last week how I hold a grudge and, you know, all of this stuff. And so these are things that I know I do, and I'm not so willing to let go of things that have hurt me. I'm a cancer. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. And you cancer, everybody. I'm a true cancer. cancer. I don't forget. I can tell you word for word what you said to me and how it made me feel from the moment I was on this planet. And that's not always the healthiest thing. <laughs> because she knows I'm giving her not. number. Because I truly, I'm going to reach Anita's comment first because you just kind of touched on some of that as well. 
she said maybe when it's a particular situation, it may, it takes two to restore in that situation. Absolutely. Which, because right, time, I agree with that. You guys are definitely both going to have to be able to come together and come to an agreement and both humble yourselves, especially if, let's just say, there was a time when me and my husband definitely had to do that. Um, and, I mean, it was serious. I and mean, if we both didn't come to an agreement about what was going to happen in our marriage, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Period. So I do. I agree. That. At times yeah. you do. At you times do. you definitely, definitely do need um, that. So the reason that I gave her that look, though, <laughs> is because um, Ebony, and she knows this, we've talked about it, so I don't think I'm just blasting her on air, but Ebony likes to... Um, hold on to it with that. that. That's a crutch for her. I'm a cancer. It's a crutch for her. It's a crutch because my sister doesn't, you know, she be like, I don't want to let it go. So I'm a crutch on to the, I'm a cancer. I'm a, who else do that? Who else be like, cancer. who else say that? I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Pisces. I'm a Pisces, so I do this because I'm a Pisces. And I don't throw it out there. I just, you know, because Pisces or, are or not wait, the, 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 ones that, the, the ones that really do it is I'm a Gemini. That's well, they do it. I don't want to call nobody crazy, but I mean, and they so they throw it out there. But all the pineapple, a pineapple. No, but if the longer you hold on to that crutch of I'm a cancer, but I do understand your you, words you are powerful, absolutely. And so we can't, you know, we can't always express these things, and we can't always say these things, because as long as I keep saying I'm a cancer, I'm going to just always be emotional. It'll be definitely a crutch. And it's going to be a crutch, and, you know, I have to understand that my words are my words. My sister said, oh, we, you got, uh-oh, we, we can't change the show. We can't change the topic on the show. It's not about signs, okay, y'all? It's not, because my sister said, <laughs> I throw it out there all the time, <laughs> then my husband said, oh, <laughs> your husband a cancer? He's not a cancer. Oh, he's, he's he mocking you. He's so a then my husband said, oh, so we crazy now because he's a Gemini. Gemini. Oh, Gemini. Pineapple. Sorry. <laughs> we can't change the show, though. <laughs> um, okay. I know that's right, Ms. Moore. She said, I think we do things out of human nature. And you know what? I can understand where that's coming from, but I will say this. Human nature amongst the people who are born at a certain period in <laughs> of the year. Here we go. Y'all see how she threw that on y'all, I'm right? just saying. So whether we make it about zodiac signs or not, let's just say if you was born in July, how about that? Human nature is yeah. that you are emotional. Or if you were born at a particular time in June, human nature is that you're, un what is the Gemini thing, unbalanced two scales? Okay. So, but we can get off that, though. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, just jokes, Ms. Moore. I feel you, though. <laughs> it is just jokes. Um, she said, when a person is hurt, we tend to want to hurt back. That's true. <clears throat> we do. Uh, I think what you just said, the human nature in us wants to do eye for an eye. Because, and that goes back to, for me, that goes back into um, not, not putting your trust in God, not giving it all to God, because... It's not going to, yeah, tit for tat. It's, a bad, it's bad in any relationship. It is. It's bad in a, a marriage. It's bad in boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, in a business partner relationship. It's bad in a friendship. Tit for tat will destroy a friendship. Tit for tat will destroy a marriage. So 
that we do tend to, you have to be able to understand that tit for tat can also be perceived as petty. But you know what that is. Hurt people hurt other people. And that's just, that's, that's as simple as you can make it. And it's, uh, it's not a good thing. But hurt people hurt other people. So I do have another question for you guys to answer. Um, before we end the show, I want everybody to engage in this question. Um, so we have to have, we have to be restored in a specific area, okay, in order to have that restor restoration. So what specific areas do you need to be do you need to be restored in? What specific uh, areas do you need to be humble in? <laughs> so if you guys need me to repeat that question, because I do want everybody to kind of answer that question that's before the show is over, and we'll read it. You can call in and tell us whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, so if, if, it, oh, go ahead. Yes, if you guys have some areas in which you feel like you need to be restored, give us, you know, let us know. Put it in the comments. Um, Give us a call. Talk to us. The number is 646-668-2863. Again, that number is 646-668-2863, and I believe you put it in the comments. I put it in the comments, and it's up at the top of the page. Absolutely. Um, Shanita said, facts hurt people hurt people. And Amy said, I'm petty when I'm hurt, so I can agree. Yep. Me too. So. <laughs> I think that's one of the biggest issues that I have is um, petty. So, you know, I don't want to necessarily say, how about we say intentional? Okay. I think that's a better word, though. I mean, because I intentionally want you to feel what I'm feeling. That's not always good, though. Because I'm upset or because you hurt me doesn't necessarily mean that I need to hurt you. Um, let's see. My mom said, oh, I'm going to say your name. Koyan said, <laughs> yes, zodiac signs cannot, oh, wait, i got to go back up. Yes, zodiac signs, my computer is jumping because of all the comments coming in. Play a um, small part, she said. Um, oh, I can't get back to it. It went so fast. So I'm going to pin the number at the top. They are going fast. Jeez. Yes, Zodiac signs play a small part in human nature, but we cannot live like the expectations of a sun sign and never refer to a certain sign as crazy. Just set their ways. And nope, I'm not a Gemini, but that's my mama. And she's like, my son-in-law, my son-in-law. So, mm-hmm. Um, but Lashika said she, she said she needs to learn to just be quiet and listen. I'm going I'm to touch on that in one second. Let me just hurry up and try to read the rest of these comments before they go away. Amy said, I can't call and view at the same Okay. Okay, no problem. Um, Here's a good one from Shanita. I need to be restored in moving past my mistakes um, in the past and wasted time. That's a really good one. Absolutely. Okay. Well, can you elaborate a little bit? Just a little. Not. We don't got to get all in your business, but just a little bit. Um... Tasha said, everyone has petty moments. Sometimes I can be a big girl, and sometimes I just want to be petty. I, I would agree with that, and, and that's, that, that definitely, mm-hmm. It's not a good thing, but, yeah, I'm going to have to say me too. Amy's on the line. Hey, Amy. 
Hey, Amy. How are? Hi. How are you tonight, ladies? We are fantastic. How are you? I'm fine. I just wanted to call and uh, chime in or make a comment. Um, the past couple years, I, well, I'm, let me just say, a few years ago, I had to be humbled, and it's a really difficult thing to accept um, when it's you and not the other person. Right. And um, it took a while to come to uh, after reflection and being hurt, and it takes a while to admit, you know what, it was me. Sometimes it's not the other person. Sometimes it is you. And I had to be taken through some things, a lot of hurt, to humble myself and figure out, you know what, I need to be a better person. And so the past couple years after being humbled, after being broken all the way down, um, I'm in that space right now where I'm being restored and I'm happier. I'm more um, open when I thought that, you know, at one point I was all that. I mean, I thought I was all that. And anybody, any man would be lucky to have me. And any woman <laughs> would be glad that I'm my friend. You know, I just thought I was that good in my head of a person. But um, we, it's, we're we always quick to recognize everybody else's flaws. True. And, yes. I, um, and it is so hard to realize when it's you. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and it took that. Like for me, for me it was finances. I had already always had the boyfriend with the money. I never had to like really work super hard to get what I wanted as far as items, you know what I'm saying, or you know, things. But when it came down to love and relationships, I was very one-sided because um being growing up as a girl in church, we're always taught Okay, I always wanted to be the trophy wife, first of all. I was going to be the trophy wife. That was like my whole ideal. I wanted to be the trophy wife. I had no other invention of myself. No other thoughts. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. No, go ahead. I'm listening. I just was saying this is good. This is good. um, Transparency, this is good. Go ahead. Yeah, and so – you know, thinking that for so long and then coming to a point where I had to realize, you know what, you don't have it. You could probably bring something to the table, but is it is does this man going to think it's worth it? So a lot of times, wow. like, we might be looking for, well, are you worth it for me? You might not be enough for me, but are you enough for that person? Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happened to me where I had got in a place where I met a man who I really wanted, who was really a good guy, but I didn't have my shit together. I'm sorry. I cursed on the radio. (laughs) Okay. But um, I had to get myself together because even though I had some things going for myself, it wasn't up to his part at his time in life after he had been restored. So that item, when you say God was already working on him, I hadn't reached that point yet. So now that he had, when he left, that's when it made me realize, oh, dang, I had to be humble. And it started with that and, and trickled down into other things. And now, thank God, you know, I'm I'm growing into a better person. And then, you know, in the future, 
I'll have a guy and I'll know that whoever God sends to me as a husband, I'll be the best person and not just, you know, on the outside or the material things I could bring, but I'll be a better person, period. I'll be a better communicator. I'll be a better um, forgiver because a lot of things, like she said, I was saying, yeah, I throw Pisces out all the time. I'm very sensitive. But maybe that's just because I'm short patient. I don't have no mm-hmm. patience. Maybe that might be it. You know, so it, it's it's Good, we Amy. can look at it one way. We can look at it one way, but it's some it's another way to someone else. And so, it's, it's another I thing think, to be able to look deep within yourself and figure out what it actually is that's causing you to be that way. Yes, it yeah. does. But I love y'all show. I see it all the time, and it's the first time I caught it live. Oh, we are so happy you caught it live. I love you, Sissy. So I'm going to elaborate when you go off, okay? Okay. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. So the comments were crazy, and I was trying to write some of them down because they were just, like, going so fast. And I know if we click on them, we mess up the whole thing. So um, I know that Ms. Moore said that she is – struggling in her relationship. Um, Another one that she just posted is her confidence of who God called me to be. Um, Lashika said ownership for her faults and accepting constructive criticism. So these are all areas that we're talking about, uh, you know, we need some restoration in. Humility humility and restoration. So Shanita, not having knowledge of different areas in my spiritual walk, finances, wasteful relationships. Um, It's a few different things that I still wish I had known better, even though it was a part of my process. It's a struggle. So I hope I didn't miss anybody. I was trying to write them down. I didn't. I don't. I I got it. Okay. I believe this is a growing process to learn how to be humble. It's it's a learned behavior, so being petty is another form of revenge. Mm. Well, that is true. Woo. Okay. It is what it is. That is that it is hurt good. it, but yeah. <laughs> that's good. It is. It but is, it is, in fact, another form of revenge. So I'm going to take that into consideration the next time I'm going to be petty at work or, you know, <laughs> at home. I'm going to take that into consideration because I don't take that into consideration, that that's another form of revenge. And I'm just not a revengeful person. I didn't think so until she just broke it down, you know, like broke it down and said, hey, all you petty people, you're, you're, you're being, <laughs> you seek revenge a lot. Absolutely. No, I don't want to be that person, so I'm definitely going to um, take ownership of that and, you know, let that go. So was that all the comments, or did we have some more? I do believe that that was it. I do want to say thank you. At one point, I know that right now we are at, you know, we are getting a lot of notifications. People are sharing the page. People are liking the page. People are watching the live. Right now we're at 13. We had um, up to 16 before. So I just want to thank you guys for um, coming over to the new page and, you know, just accepting us over here. We are trying to start from different things. We made a couple of posts earlier. Um, <laughs> we made a couple of posts earlier about um, some of the things that we're working on. We are going to try to get Crystal. Ah, she is irritating. <laughs> we um, we're trying to get on YouTube. Make sure you guys go subscribe to our YouTube channel at Emotionally Empowered Radio. 
Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Um, oh, we got up to 22, said husband. Okay. So, I mean, that's good. Thank you guys for coming over. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Um, and just thank you guys for showing up on our page today. We truly appreciate it. Um, Crystal said it's always fine to be petty at work. You don't owe those people nothing. <laughs> I'm going to come back to that comment, but I do want to um, – also say thank you to everybody. I also want to say thank you to everybody that sends us messages after the show. Yes. Send us messages throughout the week letting us know that, you know, they got something out of the show or that, you know, things change for them after listening to the show because we get tons of messages that I, you know, that I'll get, that I'll share with Ebony, you know, that people just get, they start sending us these messages. So I'm humble. And it's an honor to me to be able to sit on this platform, to be able to talk to you guys, for you guys to actually listen, and, you know, for, for, for things to be transparent, for this to be a judgment-free zone. I am, I'm definitely honored that you guys send us those messages, and we don't take it for granted. And we just honestly, we do thank you guys. You guys, we do put in a lot of time. A whole lot of time. This and we do a here, whole lot of things that we don't want to do. This one here puts in, this one here has, I just, thank you, okay, <laughs> because she has, God has given her, and I was, I, that was one of my prayers this morning, because God has given her such a creative mind, wow. such a creative, um, the, the overflow of creativeness that she has. It's just so amazing to me. I'm so amazed to see you work and how fast you work. So I just want to say thank you to you because there's so many things that she does in the background I don't even have to do. Like, she'll send it to me and it's already done. So I just want to say thank you to you. Thank you for the opportunity. You know, and to God be the glory because, listen, he is just doing some amazing things. And my husband said we got 20 minutes, so we can have as much time as we want, right. actually. Mine's not going to be even already. 20 minutes, but um, <laughs> I want to touch the on Amy. So one of the things that Amy talked about was accepting when it's your fault. You know, you you have to accept that it was you were the cause of a problem. And so you have to find humility in that. All by itself. Listen, that, that in itself is a form that of That in itself. Honestly. I'm not so good with that. Why? I can be really honest and say that I have a hard time accepting when I'm wrong in a situation. You husband said we only got an hour. Why? Why? I don't I? know. I don't, I don't know because I just feel like I'm never wrong. <gasps> you said that on air and let your hurt Because she would know. It is. It's, it is a very hard pill to swallow. And it's, it's jokes. I know that a lot of, there is, has been a lot of times where I have been wrong in situations. But usually it takes me a while to be able to go back, think about the situation, and then say, you know what, I might have been wrong on that. But I do think that it is it's very humbling when you realize that, you were the problem. It's very humbling, and that you actually have flaws. But no, I don't disagree because I totally agree I that it's no, 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 no. I totally agree that it's a hard pill to swallow. I agree with everything Amy said. And you know what I loved about the point that she made? The point that she was making was she felt like 
she was it. You know, like, I'm it. I'm bringing all this to the table. This is me. This is who I am. If you don't like me, whatever, it's you. You're the problem. And so when she had to realize that she may not always be it, maybe what whatever somebody feels about her may not be sufficient enough. Yes. So, I mean, that was that was, that was deep. Did. Yeah, that was definitely deep. Um, but that was one of the things that I wanted to touch on. And the thing Crystal said about work. <laughs> so, so you can, you know, you don't owe anybody at work anything. You can be nice to them, though. But for what we're talking about, being, you know, <laughs> humble, restored, humility, you know, we want to just try to carry ourselves <laughs> in the in the best of us. We want to we want to be the best that we can be. And so I do want to stop, you know, being revengeful. I just want to stop. And my mother called us, you know, who we were. She called it us. Is what it is. So, um, does anybody have? I think somebody said something. Does anybody have? a challenge with being, uh, with spiritual restoration, because spiritual restoration is another one of those challenging, challenging things where you have to become humble. You have to have humility in that restoration as well to be restored with God. Yes. I know, definitely. That's one of my struggles, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Not a struggle for me, but a struggle in as that's one of the things that I'm dealing with is restoration. But I have to get this question out. Miss Moore said, nobody likes to be wrong or considered the bad guy. Um, My husband said, I can handle being the bad guy. My problem is always being right. So are you saying that's one of the issues that you have is that you always want to be right or... I need a little bit of clarification. Is that the problem is that you always, you have to be right? That's good. Um, She's talking about I consider being humble at work practice. (laughs) Me too. Don't say that. Lisa. (laughs) So, okay, I can go with that. Um, First of all, that's my... No, this isn't yours. Can you not ask those type of questions online? That's just not fair. Uh, Can we be professional? We have some comments. You have to acknowledge that you have a problem first. Um, You're not always right, sir. We don't No, you're not. Wait, is that what he responded? Yes, he said, no, I'm just right. Not true. I don't try to be, but I'm just right. You are right a lot of the times, but you are not always right, sir. I think one of the problems that we both have is that it's hard for us to admit when we are wrong. Robin, I'm always right as well, but I don't flaunt it. Wow. Y'all arrogant today. Wow. Very arrogant today. So I'm not going to stomp on your parade. You know, it is what it is. You'll be brought down. Whoever thinks that they're always right will be brought down eventually. It's a, it's a, it's, it happens. It not happens to the best of us. Not always right. But um, at all. I he think is a Virgo. To listen. Who cares? Your right. mother. <laughs> Your mother said that. Yes, he is. My well, mother is a Virgo. Absolutely. See, 
But y'all don't, what is it, just because y'all was born in September, that's the reason why y'all act fast. It's not a sign thing, Mom. It's not. Y'all got to stop crutching on these signs, I'm telling you. I promise you, you do. But I, I get it. Get. But I get it, though. Because there's a lot, there is a lot of things that Pisces do, we do, and so I get what you're saying. I just, you know, I have a hard time making it a crutch. Um, <laughs> I love how you tried to throw that in. I um, So, uh, spiritual restoration. So, one of the things for me where I have. That's good. <sighs> That's good. Coleman? Okay, Coleman. I don't have a problem with knowing when I'm wrong. I have a problem with acknowledging it. He is absolutely right. This is his. This is so. He's saying I know I'm wrong, but I'm not going to admit it. That is true. This is him. But I'll give him the credit on this. Since he since he put himself out there and told, you know, about him, I'll give you him the credit on this. My husband will not acknowledge that he's wrong um, in, the, in the typical way, okay? But my husband will, in his own love language, he'll acknowledge it. Okay. And you just have to be for able instance, to decipher that. Yes. For instance, we had a situation a few days ago, and he was dealing with some things, but he kind of took it out on me. And he knew he was wrong for how he handled it. He didn't apologize. So, you know, it's a typical. <laughs> he didn't apologize, but he was, he did acknowledge it by showing me love in the way that he knows how, in the way that's comfortable for him. And that's affection, you know. Right. So he was able to acknowledge it that way. And sometimes, because God meets us where we are, we got to meet people where they are. Say you know? that. And that's Say hard. That. That's, that's a lot of times that it's hard for us to do because we're so used to wanting what we want. Right. Okay. So it's a lot. It's, it's hard. And I'm not saying that I'm not voicing this because this is something that I've always been able to do or I'm always able to do. No. But I do understand that because God meets us where we are, we have to have that same love and meet people where they are. Yeah. And so a lot of times I have to meet my husband where he is. No, he doesn't apologize the way that, you know, typically you would apologize or the way that I want him to apologize, but my husband apologized in his own love language. And for that I'm grateful because I call them, you know, my victories. These are, these are some small victories, and I jump for joy on small victories. I don't know about everybody else. But I do. <laughs> we got some comments. So we have Miss um, Moore said we have to learn not to be stubborn and always want it our way. Um, that is where discord comes in. Yes, absolutely right. Yes, it is, Miss Moore. Robin, my issue was pointing blame. I had to slap myself, look in the mirror, and read the definition of accountability. Um, once I realized that it's not always someone else's fault, the wheels of change move. Mm-hmm. That is a struggle for me. I I don't always place the blame on other people, but I know that sometimes I just don't want it to be my fault. But I will say this, in the time that I've known you, from the beginning to now to present, she there has been a shift in just the way that she handles things. Um, just even even noticing when you just reach out to me through a message and say, hey, here's the situation, am I wrong? I'll tell her, yay or nay, okay, and she'll accept that. If it's a yes, she'll accept that, and then she'll go ahead and do a timeline of, you know, what, okay, what she could have did different. 
So I do think that you have definitely. Um, I'm, trying. I'm talking about just from the time that I've known you, you have definitely shifted that part of your life. I'm working on it. So, you know, so you, you have the victory. link to the love language test. Robin said, did y'all drop the love language test link? The one that's your thing. Uh, Honey, we have to take the love language test. I, I'll, I'll get, you know, okay. Can we drop it? You want us to drop it this week or can we drop it at the end of the closing session? I'll do it both times. Mr. Hardy said, I can emotionally detach myself from situations as a defense mechanism. Not always a good thing. Not at all. And he's absolutely right. Because sometimes I will... There's been situations where it has, I only take drugs. <laughs> There's been situations in which I was so hurt because I felt like he just truly didn't care because that was the, that was what he was giving off, was like totally like, I don't care, I'm over it, I'm done, done, done from that. And so... That's definitely true, and that's not always a good thing. Uh, you read John comments? John, I always admit when I'm wrong because I don't want anyone to call me on it later. All right, John. That's my cousin. He's, he's a pastor. We Pastor David. That is amazing. Uh, God showed me me, and I was forced to confront it, which brought me to becoming uh, self-aware. So the love language link has been dropped. Wait, God showed me. Oh, God showed me me, and I was forced to confront it, which brought. Oh, that's remember what I talked about last week. That's what happened to me. God showed me me. He set me on that bed, and although you know the infidelity had happened and everything had happened, you know I was pointing my finger at my husband all the time. You know it was like you this, you that, you that. So that falls in place with what Amy said. You know, and what you said, yes, When once God showed me myself and set me on that bed and I couldn't physically get off the bed, <laughs> like he had planted me there and put a mirror up to my face and allowed my husband, just to recap, if, if anybody missed it, my, I, I, I was just pointing the finger at my husband so much about the, the, the things that he had done, the, the betrayal and everything, and my, I had to sit on this bed and listen to my husband tell me about me. And it was like a mirror was up to my face, and God was literally showing me me. And when he showed me myself, I'm talking about, you talking about somebody humble, you talking about that humble me all the way, like that's when I was like, okay. And it's almost like you don't even really realize that this is some of the things that I have been doing. Girl, it was ugly. I, I didn't have to be. I've had to be in that situation where my husband told me some things, and I was just sitting there like, okay. It was ugly, and it was ugly, okay. and it was like, it was so ugly to where I even had to. I had to later that day when I got back home. I had to. I cried all the way home. I cried all the way to church. <laughs> I cried all the way home because I was just. I couldn't believe. These things, and they were true. It was like, it wasn't nothing that I didn't know. These were things that were true about myself. So once I got home, I, I you know, it was, I was hurt. I was hurt that my husband called me out. I was hurt that God allowed my husband to call me out. I was hurt about it all. I was just like jacked up, like, wait a minute. So wait, I'm just as bad as him? 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. No, because see, why could and in my mind, I'm like, all right. So he showed you showed me me God, and he said those things to me. Now you gonna fix it, God? Is it gonna be fixed tomorrow, God? Okay, because I'm over it. So I, again, with my patience, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted things rushed. I wanted it moved expeditiously. You know, I wanted it to expedite that restoration to expedite. When I still have to have that trust in God that he will restore, you know, what I've asked him to restore. I have to have that trust that his promise is true. You know, his promise is what it is. And I think a lot of times we forget as believers, sometimes we want to move out the will of God. We want to move so fast out the will of God. And we can't, you know, because there is a, we have to stay under God's um, covering. We have to stay in his covenant. Okay, you want to read these comments? Ooh, yes. I had to click on this uh, profile because I needed to come this. Uh, yes, so here, go ahead. What? No, go ahead. I'm just looking for something. I'm read them. Okay, hold on. Um, okay, guys, give us a second. It's a whole lot of comments. Um Okay. Have a comment. It's not always one person's fault in dealing with relationships, even if you are 10% at fault. Say that. You have to look at what could, I'm sorry, what what could you have done differently? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Truth hurts sometimes. For sure it does. And this is what? The truth definitely does hurt sometimes. The truth, hmm. It was an awesome opportunity to be humble in such a way because sometimes we don't learn lessons unless they are hard lessons. Has the episode changed you permanently, Dewana, or I'm sorry, talking to me, or did you momentarily revert to not being as humble? Um, it did not. It Well, no, it didn't change me permanently. I, it's, it's, no, I failed. I failed at, at what I knew I needed to be doing as far as that humbling situation. No, I, I failed a few times, but now where I am in this season is where, no, I'm, I'm there now. I'm planted now in that humility. So now I can say that my marriage may not be where it's where I want it to be, um, or where my husband wants it to be, but my marriage right now is in a season where it's it's still moving forward, but it's still some restoration that has to happen. Okay, um, there's still some things that we have to deal with. There's still some things that that has to be addressed. But I'm also patient enough to know, and I and I stand on God's word enough to know that God is still dealing with processing each one of us individually. You know, so whatever happens at the end of the day or, you know, at, at, when we get to that end of the road, whatever happens, I know that I stood on God's word and, and did what I was supposed to do. So that's, it makes me want to stay in, 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 a, in that humility with God. It makes me want to not revert back. So that's where I'm at. Absolutely, and so there's a, a conversation going on where um, between Robin and um, Reverend Alicia Pitts, 
It says, um, I think you had read her comment, but the reply from Robin was, exactly, that's how you become accountable. You can't always point the finger at your mate. You should only point the finger at yourself. True, true. I had to learn that. and I talked about that earlier. I had to learn that. And I've learned it. It's still a, it's still a process. Um, it's still a process, but I, it was it was that was humbling within itself. Having it is. To it's quite learn to look at yourself and not I'm looking at me and him. You know what I'm saying? It was like because it was times where it was like, uh, well, you did this, oh, okay. Well, this is why I'm acting like this. Right. You know, I'm acting like a, you know what? Because you had that in your phone. Or you did this, or you said this to me. Instead of, I, I had to, what Lashika said, I had to go in a season where God dealt with me. I had to be quiet. <laughs> I literally had to be quiet. If you call, if you ask my sister Rashonda right now, how many days have I called her and just had, and I hate to cry, y'all. How many days have I called her and I just had to cry with her? I had to just say it to her. I had to just call my pastor and just say it to her because I was in a season of being, I had to be quiet in my marriage because there were some things that God had to get rid of in me first. Right. Right. This is, um, so Robin made a good point. Changes don't happen overnight. However, as long as you're aware and actively working to change, you're always halfway through the battle. Absolutely. So I have to say, um, regarding Reverend Alicia Pitts, she, there's a group that Joe um, belongs to. Mm -hmm. And in this group, I guess there was, um, it's for pastors, and it was a pastor's reading challenge. And her book was selected as the book of the month. And it goes right along with the series that we're doing. And so I was tagged in it, mm -hmm. but I didn't get the tag because I'm not in the group. Okay. And so it was brought to my attention at a later time. So she definitely does have a book that is entitled Let It Go For Your Sake, Forgive. And this is Reverend Pitts that has the book? Yes. Okay. Yes, she does. Okay. I actually purchased the book. I have it on my Kindle. Can she put it on the link? Yes. Please, um, Reverend Pitts, go ahead and drop that link. I purchased the book. Um, I definitely am going to read it. So that's Can definitely read all the comments? a good um read for you guys for forgiveness. I don't think I, it's a lot of them. See, y'all, okay, let me get on y'all, let me get on y'all case a little bit. All right? We love Facebook Live. We love <laughs> the platform of Facebook Live. Just a couple seconds. Let me just get on y'all case just a little bit. But y'all know that number and that link that we kind of post all the time? You know, when you call into the show, it's easier for us to hear your comments because you can say them yourself. Now we got to keep stopping and reading the comments. Now, we love that you engage. We do. <laughs> but some of you guys, can you just call in so that we can? We love to hear your voice. We love to hear your voice. And, and for those of you who call in, Robin, she calls in just, I mean, it's been like for several shows you always will call in. Um, thank you, so, Robin. Yes, thank you so much. We definitely appreciate it when you guys call in. Miss Moore, oh, my God, I know she calls in all the time. We um, love everybody that calls in. We love everybody that's on Facebook Live, too. Don't leave us. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. So, John 
said, I believe that God continues to work on the other individual simultaneously with us. Reverend Pitts and sometimes the other individual will remain stubborn because it's difficult to look at themselves. If they remain in their season of wanting to be right or not wanting to be vulnerable. That is the truth. So, um, John, what if the person never, never walks in humility? What then? Because, I mean, true, true enough, God will restore any relationship or any person. But what if the person doesn't want it? What if the person doesn't want change? That's a good question. You know, what, what, what happens to the relationship then? So, uh, Reverend Pitts, or anybody, you know, I'm not, I'm not just looking for a spiritual answer, you know, because everybody's not where I am with that. So, oh, she purchased, I mean, she posted it. Yeah. So, if you do want to answer that question or even just give me some, some feedback on that, you know, what if the person doesn't want change or doesn't, Walk in humility, never walk in humility. So there is a person who's on the line with the 313-399 number, and I don't know if you guys would like to be. My daughter said she was cooking earlier, so I don't know if you guys want to be. Um, just let me know if you want to comment or if you want to stay on the line to listen. Um, and there's also a 972. I know you were listening before you were just listening, 972. So just let me know in the comments what you want to do. Uh, whether or not you want to be brought on the air, we'll do that. So um, the question that I asked earlier was, um, what did I ask you guys? She said there's nothing you can do. Reverend Pitt said there's nothing you can do. Okay. I just wanted to know, you know, no. well, I wanted to know what happens then to the relationship. Do you say, do you stick Stick that relationship out anyway. He's the 313 number, John. Okay. So we have John on the line. We have Robin on the line as well. So I'm going to go ahead and take you guys' comments. I'm going to start with John. Hey, John. Hello. Hey, John. How, how are you, ladies? We are good. Good, good. Uh, could you repeat that question that uh, you asked earlier, Dewana, what a, a person doesn't want to be? Humble? Yes. So if a person chooses um, to never walk in humility in a relationship or in a marriage relationship, whatever, if that person chooses to never walk in humility and never allows God to change them, what happens to the relationship then? Do, do the other person stay or do the other person just deal with that? If a person chooses to never walk in humility, it is up for the other person to compensate in that regard so that the person who isn't walking in humility will eventually learn that that position is not getting them anywhere, it's not progressing the marriage, and it makes the other person to have to work harder, which eventually causes more stress in the marriage and both people can see that, even the person that doesn't want to be humble, and they have to continue to pray that God will show them humility so that they will know how to adjust to the different situations that will occur in a marriage. 
So what if the person, what if the other person, the person that doesn't want to want to walk in humility, what if that person uh, self-destructs? Well, each spouse is supposed to hold the other up, so self-destruction would be eliminated if that other person would then use 100% of themselves to not cause the person to self-destruct. And in a marriage type of setting, if you know that person for a period of time and you know what stimulates them or you know what encourages them, then that's the season you have to operate in to make certain they're encouraged in their struggles, make certain they're encouraged in their stress, to make certain they're encouraged in their situation to the degree that they understand they can no longer be that way. So let me, I just want to make sure I understand what you're saying. You're saying that if I'm the person who is regularly stressed out, I'm the person who is regularly concerned about the way my spouse is behaving the way that they don't want to become humble, and it makes me sick that my spouse is supposed to give me 100% of their sales to stop me from being worried about what the issue is them in the the first place. I just want to make sure I understand you correctly. Because I just have a hard time. Okay, okay. Because sometimes people aren't strong enough to fight. And when that occurs, that's when love kicks in that got you through the tougher points of your marriage. And that person has to realize, okay, uh, the other person is stressed, the other person is not doing as well as they should, and it's up to me or the one that's stronger or the one that isn't being affected to say, I have to do better. I have to act so right. You think that I have to. Eventually, that's going to bring about a change in them. Yeah. Okay. Yes, eventually, and it it always helps to to go to the Word of God to look through each situation, so that when you put the Word to it, the other spouse isn't fighting against you; they're fighting against the Word of God, and we know that the Word of God can penetrate deeply. And if and if that person is equally yoked with you, then they understand the Word of God is going to get them through the situation that they're currently in. Okay. What if the person is not equally yoked? Then that was something that should have been handled prior to the marriage. (laughs) No problem. I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. Okay, John, I hear you. He said that's something that should have been handled before the marriage. Okay. 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 But since it wasn't, Uh, then that person, whomever it is, has to compensate. And 1 Peter 3, 2 talks about um, the woman and her chase conversation and her behavior. If she is the one that is of Christ and the husband isn't equally yoked, then perhaps he will be convinced of her faith, of her spirituality, by her chase conversation, First Peter 3, 2, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with. Absolutely. It, we had an assignment on that, that scripture. Absolutely. <laughs> so, 
so it deals with submission to husbands and and that's the thing um women were called to love their um well men were called to love their wives as Christ loved the church but men view love in terms of respect and sometimes if the man isn't getting the respect he feels he deserves or desires then that will make him a little more stubborn to what the woman is trying to accomplish. Okay. Well, thank you for your comment, John. We appreciate you calling in. I definitely took that information and stored it in my memory so I can go back in on that later on. Absolutely. Not a problem. All right. Have a good night. Take care. You too. And so we're going to bring um, Robin on the line. I know Robin has a comment. Hello, Robin. Hey, Robin. Hey, guys. Hi. So I can't really speak from a marriage standpoint because I'm not married. <laughs> so I'm going to just make a general comment. But um, if someone doesn't recognize their fault or they're not willing to recognize their faults for whatever reason, um, you, you ask to realize that your your peace of mind and your vanity is more important than other people. Um, energy vampires, <laughs> they are real. They will suck the life right out of you. Um, and the only way to really get over that is to distance yourself. Um, you can't change someone who was stuck in their way. You can try to motivate them. You can try to be positive. But until that person is willing to do the work for themselves, no, no change is going to happen. That's, that's just how it is. Um, if you're married, I don't believe in divorce. That's why I'm not married. I don't, you know, I want to make sure I get it right the first time. Um, so if you're married, I'm not saying get a divorce. Separation is legal. Legally separate. Take that time apart because, honestly, the thing that I've noticed with all my relationships is when I walk away, that person takes the time to look at themselves and think about, well, what's wrong to lose this love that I had? I want it back. So what do I need to do to change? You have to walk away. Um, there, was yeah. this, uh, there, was this, there was this article about energy vampires, and a couple other uh, public speakers have spoken on it, but that was one of the biggest things. You still can be compassionate. You should still have contact with that person. You should still try to reach out to them. Um, but distance is good, you know, staging and cleaning spirit, that's what it takes to, you know, just sometimes either get somebody to realize they need to change or get yourself back to where you can be at peace. Yes, I agree. Yes, I totally, I agree as well. Um Definitely, because sometimes it does take for you to distance yourself to bring about a change in that other person. I mean, that's just, sometimes that's just what has to happen. Yeah, not always easy thing, but it's definitely something that has to happen. Definitely. Well, thank you, Robin. We always appreciate hearing from you. I don't is she going, Robin? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, I'm like, where does she go? <laughs> so definitely, we thank you thank so you. much. We appreciate you, Robin. Thanks for calling. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for dealing with the ladies, too. I'm glad I was able to finally make it today. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We're glad you are, too. Have a good night, dear. You too. 
We have one more caller on the line. It is Reverend Alicia Pitts. How you doing, Reverend? Yes. Yeah. I'm Pitts. doing good. How are you? Fantastic. Great, great, great. Um, I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of um, what John was saying, um, especially in regards to, to marriage. It's, it's very important. This is why it's very important that you don't be unequally yoked. <laughs> uh, because a lot of times that brings problems. And what I, 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 I minister to people all the time, you can have two Christians that are unequally yoked. And, um, and, and and this is why it's so important. You know, the Bible tells us, he says, acknowledge him in, in all our ways and he will direct our path. So it's just important, even because one thing about it, any any committed relationship will be tested. You know, we, we know that we know that there is no perfect relationship, but when certain things take place in, in the marriage or in the relationship, this is where prayer really needs to be instituted um, to get direction. God will tell you how to love your husband or love your wife. Um, but a lot of times we are doing things off the cuff and we're doing things um, that we think are good and it, and it may not be the, the right thing. So it's just important that we really put everything, whether it be small, you know, cause a lot of times we'll bring the, the big stuff to God, but even the little stuff, because the Bible says it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. And um, even secular um, statistics show you a lot of marriages didn't break up because of infidelity. They broke up because somebody didn't put the toilet seat down or you don't know how to put the, the, the toilet paper on the roll. So, it's just, you know, so it's just important that when you acknowledge God in everything that we do, he will direct our path. So the, 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 definitely the key is prayer. And then when you were talking about stubbornness and stuff, the scripture also tells us, he says, some things come out by what? Fasting and praying. So sometimes it just ain't prayer. You may have to turn your plate down, you know, to, um, you know, seek the Lord on, on, on how to handle the situation. And, you know, because if you're not careful, we can make things worse than better, even though we may have good intentions. Absolutely. I agree, Reverend Pitts, with everything that you, you said. Know, and yeah, because I had, um, I, I counseled a friend of mine um, who was, um, she was married, and, um, you know, her husband was basically fresh, freshly saved, and at this point in juncture, um, our pastor at that time instructed her, look, wait, wait for him to get real good in church, you know, because a lot of times, uh, you know, um, I tell people marriage counseling only works when, when both parties are honest. That's number one. It's not yeah. going to work if, if, if people trying to, you know, you're trying to impress the pastor or you're trying to say things that you think the other party wants to hear. No, you, you got to be downright honest in order for marriage counseling, counseling to work. And so um, he ended up backsliding and getting on drugs. And... I mean, she was. I mean, she was going through hell and high water. And I told her, I said, I can't tell you to leave your husband, because at the end of the day, you have to have peace with God about whatever your decision is. Because you know, we we we're prone to say, Oh, God said this is my husband, or you know, this, that, and the third. 
okay, well, if that's what, you know, and this is what these vows is for, for better or worse, you don't know what a person's worst is. A person's worst may be they may get uh, uh, deathly ill or they may get a, a sickness that they can't get rid of. A worse person, like with her, uh, you know, her husband got on drugs. Another worst could be, um, I, I heard someone mention about infidelity. So you don't never know what a person's worth is, but you took you take those vows to say, okay, in spite of whatever you whatever goes on, I'm gonna be there. I'm, uh, in, in other words, I'm gonna be riding and dying. I'm gonna be there till the end. And so even with the scripture talks about the sanctified wife makes the sanctified husband, and the husband makes the sanctified wife. See, it's it's twofold, and this is why I said earlier about. If you work on you, because a lot of times conflict comes because God's trying to do a work in you. But because, because I tell people all the time, somebody could be wrong, could be wrong as two left shoes. But my scripture tells me that you got to get the 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 the, the moat out of out of you got to get the beam out of your eye. Then you can see clearly to get that little small speck that's in, that 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 you think is so great in somebody else. And so, therefore, when you work on you, then what ends up happening, and I hear, I hear the testimony time and time again in marriages where, okay, when, whether it was the wife or the husband, when they stopped responding or acting the way they normally would act, whether it was nagging, whatever the situation was, when the person stopped, it got the other individual's attention. And it made them step back to say, oh, they ain't responding. Like, when I would do such and such, they would go off. Now they ain't saying nothing. Now it causes them to retrospect and look at themselves and say, all right, something up, and I need to get myself together. Now, I'm not saying that's that's 100% guarantee, but a lot of times it will cause them to step back and say, okay, she ain't responding or he ain't responding the way they used to. What's up? Right. Okay. You know, and so yeah, so that's pretty much what I what I wanted to say on on that ordeal. Well, thank you so much for giving mm-hmm. us a call. We truly appreciate it. No problem. It. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Thank you. I'm putting your uh, link in the comments as well. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, it's stuff like this that um is really needed a lot of times especially uh, certain things, it seemed like in, in when you talk about certain things, church people uh, take it as a taboo. But if, if we would address these things, the church wouldn't be looking like it's looking right now because I tell people it looked like it's out of order and it looked like it's messy. But in, in the end, God is going to bring it together, you know, but these are the things that we need to address. Because there's, you know, a lot of times people are sitting in church thinking that they're the only one. Well, it's a whole lot of other people maybe going through similar things that they are going through. But if we don't address it in the church, we, we're going to lose people. You know, we're going to lose people. I agree. Thank you so much, Reverend Pitt. No problem. Have a good night. All right. You too. Blessing. So, I think this is. Uh, I don't even see. I'm about to read her comment. Uh, I don't know if she's still online, but I 
see the comments. I, I know it was a lot of comments. My husband said, so only Christian marriages can survive? He asking me. <laughs> I don't think that. I, I don't I don't think that that's, a, that's true. true. I don't think that's true. Um, yeah, I don't think that that, well, you know, I don't think that that, you know, you have to ask, I don't can't. I don't think that that's true. Um, no. I think. But see, ask, I'm a believer, so, Mr. Hardy, so I, okay, so I can use my situation, for example, because I am a Christian um, and my husband is not. My husband is not a Christian at all. My husband is a PK, if, if you guys know, he's a pastor's kid. Um he was born and raised in the church. He, everything. My husband can bring a word. My husband can quote scripture and everything. But my husband <laughs> is no longer a believer. He is no longer a believer of Jesus Christ. And I am. So our marriage is surviving, but that, because I am a believer, it does bring on um Warfare in our marriage It does bring on different different baggage In our marriage Because I am the believing spouse And he is not But what John said When he stated that You know about 1 Peter 3 and 5 um, How the, the, I'm, the, I'm the wife That is the believing wife And I can cover my husband And it's just I was just going to say It's just more work for you to have to Ooh, do Ooh it's a whole lot of work It's a whole lot of work But and, and my husband knows the same story, same situation. He was raised up in the church. He's not a believer. He can can quote scripture <laughs> as well. And so it's the opposite with your marriage. What do you mean, honey? What's that? And <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, Hardy. Um, yeah, I was going to say Yeah. And also, um, I do know of some marriages that are not Christian marriages and have survived and have been married 40, 50, 60 years. So, no, I can't say I can't say that at all because you know, it's <laughs> So, I can't say that at all, Mr. Hardy. Um I can't call. I'm not going to keep calling you Mr. Hardy. She call you that. I can't say that, Eugene. I can just say that from from my marriage, you know, I'm I am the Christian and the believer and my husband is not and we are still married six years as of this past Saturday. So is it, like she said, is it harder work? Absolutely it's harder work because there's warfare in that. Um, there's, there's things that my husband doesn't, does, do not know that I deal with, that I go through that, you know, he doesn't have, he has no clue. He has no clue that it's a it's a it's a battle, or it's, even that it's even a spiritual. Or yeah, no, 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 no. He know my husband knows that it's a spiritual thing, but he has no clue when I'm going through those things. He has no clue. But my job, which I take my job very serious as his wife, my job is to keep covering my husband. My job is to pray for my husband. My job is to fast and lay on my face and get everything, give everything to God, you know. And when God and my husband come to that agreement, <laughs> you know, then that'll be that. And I'm just going to, you know, keep praying, doing, doing my, my part, doing my job. How can two walk together except they agree? 
church um, We have literally, y'all, two minutes and 53 seconds left on air. Okay. So I got to say this, tonight was a very, really, 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 really good show. We, um, we discussed a lot about some of the things that we needed restoration in, and I know for sure, for sure, I didn't really get the opportunity to talk about some of the things that I was waiting for restoration in. I definitely am dealing with needing some restoration in some areas of my marriage, my finances, um, some family matters. These are all things that came about due to the destruction that came into my marriage. And I really honestly, into my family, into my life, not just my marriage, uh, restoration in my health, I'm definitely feeling like it's because I let a couple of situations take me to a point where I faltered on my prayer life as a wife, Mm. as a woman, as a mother. And I just, and I need to stress that so much that as women, this is something that we always, always, always have to do, period, because... Now I just find myself humbling, being humble, and being patient, and waiting for things to be restored. <laughs> so the blog talk lady told us we had 90 seconds. There you go. the countdown. So we're gonna go ahead and close out in prayer. Ebony, are you praying tonight? I am not. Ebony will eventually pray. Okay. So we're gonna go ahead and close out because we got like 60 seconds left. Father God, we come to you, Lord, thanking and praising you, God. We come to you honoring you, Father God, because you are so worthy to be praised, Father God. We thank you for this platform, Father God. We thank you for this session, Father God. We thank you for blog talk. All of the listeners that are on air tonight, Father God, we thank you for the people that called in, Father God. We thank you for this this just uh, being humble, Father God, showing us the areas that we need to work on, Father God. We thank you for restoration in marriages, Father God. We thank you for the restorations that you're going to bring to finances, Father God, to business relationships, Father God, to people's health, Father God. We thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, God, because we know that you're going to do it, God. We know that you work miracles, God. And, Lord, we just ask right now in the name of Jesus that you continue to pour into me and Ebony what you want for us, Father God. We ask that you continue to give us your anointing, God, your power, Father God, to speak every Tuesday to the people, Father God. And, Lord, we ask that somebody is helped on tonight, Father God. Somebody is healed and restored and renewed. And, Lord, we thank you and we praise you and we give you the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That girl prayed down to five seconds. Five seconds. We need to get the prayer out to God. We have to shut that down. Yes. See you guys. So we are still. Oh, it's all the way over there. It's all the way over there. I'll get it. Okay, good night, guys, because the live is so far away. So. We will see you guys next Tuesday. What's the title next Tuesday? Closure. The title for next Tuesday is Closure in this season, in this series of Forgiveness and Restoration. Good night. Good. I'm freezing and I'm hungry. Did they hear me say that? No. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was this way. And I gave us not two hours. Um, I gave us an hour and a half. I didn't even realize it was this way. I gave us an hour and a half. Usually I do two hours because I know no, an hour and a half was perfect. It was perfect. It was perfect. I don't think it could have went further. Do you think it could have went? I I I was I was kind of. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.